Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. My name is Michael Butner, and we are coming to you live from your minor surf club where there is a hype of activity down here at the moment. We have got the Surfing with Disabilities. Uh, we were here last year with the great Steve Allen uh, and joining me, as per usual, my partner in crime, Gary the Guru, uh, Burke and Shaw. Burko, welcome to the program, mate, and uh, what a great day it is down here at your minor surf club. Yeah, good morning, Butte. Beautiful day down here. And this is, I reckon, of all the shows we do, Butte, from, you know, we go to a lot of fantastic venues. I reckon this is one of my favourites, one of my favourite days. And the smile on the dial event of the Surfing Disabled. And uh, you leave this event with, with, a, with a real good feeling about it. Yeah, you feel good. And uh, look, I'm really excited to wait for the uh, the surfers to hit the waters because it's, uh, it's very exciting. Sometimes life's all about perspective. And I think this certainly uh, puts life into perspective. We've got 60 surfers down here, all with some sort of disability, uh, 200 volunteers. And I've got to say, it is a sight to see when... Uh, they create a channel, and we'll talk to Pauline Meniscus, who uh, has been involved in this for the last 19 years. The Surfers with Disabilities have been going for 19 years now. Uh, the last couple of years has been here at the Yamina Surf Club. They've also done it at Tuun Bay, but uh, they find this venue to be the best. Uh, but they create, the volunteers create a little channel in which the surfers get to go down. So in the event that they do fall off, they are fully supported straight away. But... Um, you know, the joy and the ecstasy on the faces of these young surfers who um, get the opportunity and, and wouldn't get the opportunity, sorry, to do this on a regular basis, but to, to have that chance to, you know, feel or have that feeling, that rush, that excitement of what it is to, you know, jump on a surfboard and whether it's just being pushed along uh, and being dragged by the wave into the uh, shore or if they're capable to be able to at least try to stand up. Yeah. You know, there's not too many uh, better things than that, I've got to say. And that's, that's the beauty of being in Australia here. You know, the life-saving fraternity is so good. I've spoken to a few volunteers here this morning, Buttes, and you know, they, you know, they come from far and wide, and, and the joy that they get out of it. And, uh, you know, they, they mentioned it's one event they go to that when they come here once, they just have to keep coming year after year and to get 200 volunteers in this day and age yep. is, is phenomenal. And full credit to the surf life-saving, not only your minor, but all across the coast and uh, for the job they do. But to give the joy and probably, you know, you'd, you'd argue that 10 or it's been going 19 years, but before this started, say 20 years ago, you know, people with a disability, probably one thing they didn't think they'd ever be able to do. Yeah. And to see that now, it's... It's, it's amazing. And they've, you just talked to them. They've now branched out into other um, other disabilities as well as now getting in on the same. The, the, the Guide Dogs Association, they do a paddleboarding one apparently just down around Etalong around there. So it's amazing. Really, really good day. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's one of my favourite ones for the year. And great to see so many volunteers out here. Not only that are going to get in the water, but those are going to do admin, those that are on the barbecue. And I did get a, uh, a shout-out to young Matt, who's behind the barbecue there, who mentioned that he might be able to give us a couple of samples at some stage today, which I won't be disappointed about. I'm going to have to challenge Simon, though, our, our producer here. He, he set it up way too close to the barbecue. Oh, like, yes. really, like, He's yeah. just teasing us. How are we supposed to do a show? We've got the waft of the barbecue coming across. But well done again, Simon. Fantastic job. Great to have you here. But no, really looking forward to the show, Butes. Mate, we've got plenty to talk about. Um, I can't believe we're going to start with Test Cricket because it's over in New Zealand. And uh, I know it's Feb. Oh, sorry, it's March now. Yep. So we're well and truly into footy season, and uh, we will touch on that shortly. But uh, the Aussies playing in a test series against New Zealand. They dominated the, the T20 series. Uh, but Cameron Green, 
our new number four batsman. What a uh, performance from him. Uh, 174, I think it was, not out. Uh, very much needed at the time because the Aussies were struggling. Uh, and then they just absolutely ripped the uh, New Zealand uh, batting lineup, especially the top five. Just, I think they were five for 29 at one stage, the Kiwis. All out for one, what was it, 180 or something thereabouts. Yeah, 179 there, 179, there you go. And, uh, yeah, but uh, well done to the Aussies there in relation to that. So we'll talk more on that uh, a little bit further down the track. Staples, play the Viva Las Vegas, mate, because we are at round zero for uh, the mighty, mighty clash between uh, we've got the Broncos taking on uh, the Roosters uh, and the Seagulls and the Rabbitohs, mate. But we're going to be playing this song all day today, folks. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas How good is the king? Seriously, how good was he? Long live the king. Long live the king. He will yeah. long live and that's there is no doubt about that. But he's almost the Taylor Swift equivalent. Well he probably he was back in the day, well and truly. And, you know, without the social media stuff that Taylor Swift has now and the advantage of that, but he was the king and will always be the king as far as I'm concerned. His profile back in those days was was uh, unpassed, wasn't it really? It yeah. was um, everyone knew the king and it'd be amazing how how he would how he would be now. Like uh, with, in so much so as the promotion, the social media, yeah, you know, all that type of stuff, um, yeah. Some people just, just live, even though you know, when they pass away you know, tragically too early, that their, their legacy just lives on forever and ever and ever. I think he might have uh, put on a few extra kilos by now, to be <laughs> honest with you. But, mate, it is, it is round zero. And how exciting. Rugby League is back. Uh, we've had the trial matches. Uh, we've had the hype in and around, um, you know, this venture to, to Las Vegas. It's actually here. We are um, about to embark on, well, for the next five years anyway, something that um, has been talked about before. You know, they did Origin over there way back when, and, you know, that was probably not much of a hit. But I've got no doubt with the way that the game has promoted this and what they've managed to do, um, this will be a massive success. And, you know, we've got some uh, audio from Vossi who spoke about it uh, on SEN earlier this week. And we'll go to that a little bit later on. But, you know, I, I can hear the excitement in his voice. right? And I know that there is, you know, people are actually having Vegas parties at home. Yeah. Right? If they can't be there in Vegas themselves, they're having parties at home to watch the footy and to be a part of this monumental uh, and memorable occasion. Yeah, look, it's it's quite. They've definitely done the right thing by going for premiership points. They could have just took a an exhibition game over there, which is effectively what the state of origin was when they went to Los Angeles. And I think interesting enough, reading during the week is that Los Angeles was where they wanted to actually take it yep. the game to, and they were virtually advised not to because you didn't want to be part of the Hollywood hype. Yeah, that, yeah. You just get lost in all that. That doesn't do it. And then I think San Jose was another one. San Diego were two that others that they were looking at. And they actually said, no, you've got to go to Las Vegas. You know, they've got the new stadium there now, but that's where you want. If you want to be able to promote it and, and get the, the eyeballs that you want and the traction that you want, you need to be in Las Vegas. So they, they've taken that. And, um, and look, I believe they've sold 40,000 tickets for, for like 15,000 people, they reckon, have travelled over from, from Australia over there. So a lot of expats and, and that are there. But 
Oh, and we, Charlotte, we spoke about earlier, Butcher, Fox Sports 1's you know, live on a Saturday night there to get the games broadcast oh. on that. Is, and you mentioned about you know, the difference between Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2. Yeah, it is massive. Fox Sports 1 is in the top 10 uh, stations in America. Fox Sports 2 is outside the top 100. That's the difference. So this is the significance of what they're doing. And I think Vossi might touch on that uh, a little bit later on. But, mate, plenty to talk about, plenty to unpack there in relation to, uh, you know, the first games of the season kicking off uh, this Sunday or Saturday over in Vegas. Uh, Panthers versus Wiggins in the World Club Challenge. We saw um, a fair bit of controversy there, and it's probably led us to a victory to, sorry, the... uh, the Wigan Warriors 16 to 12, but the controversial decisions, which we will talk about, but that will lead us to our topic for this week and all the texts uh, that have come in previously. And if you do want to text on 0477 736 736, this week's topic is um, about controversial moments or scandals in sport. Okay, and there have been plenty. We're talking not only here in Australia but around the world. Uh, some that come to mind is the Wigan Warriors versus the Penrith Panthers in the World Club Challenge and the controversial try-no-try. No try. Wow, that was a debacle. Right, outside of that, um, let's have a think about some of the others. Mate, I've got Ben Johnson in the 1984 Olympics. He won the gold medal in the 100 metres, right? But do you remember him on the blocks? He was a weightlifter who could sprint. Like, he was juiced up to the eyeballs. I said in the show two weeks ago, and we talked to Julian King, we were talking about outstanding moments in sports you've actually witnessed. And, uh, and I remember I was in the, in the Walgut RSL Club yep. watching this and just seeing there. It was one of the most powerful and breathtaking performances for that 100-metre sprint that, that I can ever, ever, ever witness. And yep. he just said he was just a man mountain powering down the, the track to break the world record and... Obviously, the improvement that he actually showed in that event. Obviously, he's not going to get that through hard training, although they'll say that. But um, Yeah, well, he obviously trained hard, but he also had other stuff to help him uh, enhance that uh, training. Yeah. Uh, and it was clear as day when you look at, yeah, how he looked on those blocks. Those traps of his were popping, absolutely popping. It was ridiculous. So tell us your most controversial moment or scandals in sport that you recall. There's plenty of them, and we've had text, uh, our regulars who have texted previously. So we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. That number is 0477 736 736. We're here for Chemist Outlet for discount medication. Choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back. Saturdays on the coast, coming to you live from your minor beach surf club. 